Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Today, we're going to learn about a vibratory tool that you hold within yourself, a vibratory remedy, a vibratory antidote to all that ails you. It's an ancient tool and it's the sound of your voice. My next guest is Jill Matson, who says, yes, you can perform miracles with the sound of your voice. We are going to experience a few lessons today from Jill Matson, and I'd like to welcome Jill to the show. Thank you, Jill, for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to share this ancient knowledge. It has been dormant for thousands of years, and we can start to be a stronger healer and start making a difference in the now and powering up our energy by using our internal energy generator, our voice. First of all, let me just let you think about Jesus. And when he did miracles, such as telling the storm to calm in the boat, the storm obeyed his voice. And what I'm suggesting is it's not just his words saying, be still, but it's the energy contained within his voice albeit his consciousness as well. But ancient masters knew how to alter their voice for very specific purposes, for changing people's emotions, for calming people down, getting them energized, to um, heal their illnesses, um, to give them strength, to change a relationship, to tell um, by listening to their voice where they are in their evolution, whether or not they're telling their full truth, whether or not they're lying, or perhaps in their subconscious there's stuff that's hidden that, that they're grappling with. And all that is available through your voice. So, let me just first say that we think of our voice as one pitch. But science shows us that that is certainly not so. You can get a free um, software program 
that will break your voice into component pitches, showing you that your voice is a combination of your, the frequencies of your liver, of your brain, of your heart, and also your emotional realms. You'll watch the frequencies in your voice change depending on what you're talking about. And you can even watch the harmonics and the different qualities of your voice change with your emotions. So if you're talking about the fight yesterday or your spiritual practice, you'll see that you're drawing upon different vibrations within. A trained master can tell simply by the sound of your voice whether or not you're successful, whether or not you're wealthy, whether or not um, you've got certain issues. It's in your voice, not the content of your words, the sounds of your voice. And we're going to learn ancient secrets so that we can do that as well. Anyway, first of all, just for a little proof, a homework assignment, if you will, by going to nanovoice.org, N-A-N-O, nanovoice.org, it is a, sh a site by Sherry Edwards. And you can download a free software program to break your voice into component pitches. So you can clearly watch the different things going on in your body in terms of A, H, R, B, C. You can see the music components within what you might think or, or perceive to be just one tone. You can watch them change with your emotions and your subjects. So with nanovoice.org, you can get a little $19 microphone and plug it into your computer, operate the software, and unfortunately there is not a Mac version, it was for PC only. Anyway, you go in there and you can watch your voice change as you speak. Um, Sherry has hearing akin to a dolphin hearing. She was born with exceptional hearing, and Sherry Edwards also um, then had accidents which modified her hearing. So she can hear sounds, perhaps neurotransmitters, sounds of little volumes that you and I can hear. She can tell when someone's lying, and if they're lying, the absence of A-sharp and E will be shown in their voice print with this free software program at nanovoice.org. So that's kind of an interesting tool. But let me say this, before we judge and use this tool to judge, when most people have lack of honesty, the lack of honesty has to do with what's in their subconscious versus their conscious mind. The lack of honesty, the lack of A-sharp and E, the lack of full truth, is more we're hiding things from ourselves. For example, I had a friend, Nikki, and she had three darling little kids, and she intended to go back to college. We did the Nana voice, and the Nana voice said, liar, liar, pants on fire, you're not going back to college. <laughs> and this made her mad. Mm. And then when we started to discuss it, it was really cool, Lauren, because what, what we got in our pursuing discussions was that she had to move she had to get a new apartment and move because of the location of the college, her kids' school, and her apartment. 
once she moved and was really serious, then truth showed in her voice. And just another thing, when we're talking about truth, deep truth, in the voice, there's another really cool um, innovator. Um, and what he did was, it was David Oates, and he, oh, in the 70s, had a tape deck and was playing backwards. It was broken. And he noticed that there was words in the reverse speech. And now he's spending, spent his life, really, studying this. He has many books out on it called Reverse Speech and so forth by David Oates. And you can get a free program online, uh, Audacity, start running voices backwards and then lowering the pitch. Mm. Find that as long as we're using a proper sentence, we all have reverse speech. And yes, indeed, if we lie, the reverse speech is present. But that's just like a Mm. small part of it. The the bigger part is what we're hiding from ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, Something hurts your feelings and you say, ah, don't bother me. Well, if it bothers you, it's in your reverse speech. So many times in my life I said, oh, I'm over this. And then I'm an uh, artist painter. I'll go down and paint it for the next six months. No, I'm not. Mm. So, So that kind of deep information within can be heard in your voice. And so when Jesus talks about people speaking with forked tongue, he's talking about the internal dissonance. And in a way, when the truth sets us free, we're in harmony with our subconscious on all of our being. So we have to get in there and face our hidden trauma. And I know like about the Healing Flower Symphonies, but that's a fabulous tool to get rid of all this hidden trauma so you can become much more one within on all deep levels. But we'll do that later. You kind of cut out there, so I want to clarify. You just spoke of the Healing Flower Symphonies, and I wanted to mention that Jill is an author and a musician, and she channels artwork and music, and she creates some beautiful things, and it's also mixed with the science of music. So we're going to experience a little bit of the healing sounds of the flower remedies you had said that then again this is in the subconscious so that reverse voice and the lack of a sharp and e reveals something that's in our subconscious but we are not aware of it like the the girl going to college she wasn't aware that i mean she on her awake level she wanted to be going to college right but then this showed that on a subconscious level there was a deeper issue right Mm-hmm. It took a little bit more than saying, I want to go to school. It, it was going to require her being willing to alter her life and take some hard steps. Mm-hmm. And so she needed greater resolve. She just wasn't aware of it. Or how many times we get over a fight. Um, I did a, um, I spent a year on a, on a, a scientific study in a nursing home. And I was in the aging, um, um, one of the um, independent living groups. And I found that these people didn't speak. And at first I thought, wow, man, I'm a dud. I mean, what is it about me? I'm not, not brush my teeth. No one spoke to me for like six to seven months, not a word. Nor did they speak to anybody else. Mm. They came in um, and they just sat there like they were frozen. 
And in fact, one time, one mm. of the men fell over. I thought he was dead. I mean, I was, I was in drama city. I was running to help this man. No one even moved to look. Mm. They were frozen. Mm. And I, um, I was playing live music, and I was playing some of my flower stuff, and I was playing the beautiful music that resonates with virtues and has the frequencies of virtues. They didn't care for that. They wanted stuff that made them feel sorry for themselves. They wanted whiny, piney, music. Mm. And fortunately, I play the violin, and that's quite easy on the violin. The violin can cry. Mm-hmm. And I just went in there and, like, whined and kind on my violin and played sorrowful music, um, often from their time period when they were younger. And they they loved that. Um, and in about eight months, they started to talk to me, and I was, like, thrilled. But what was much better was within about eight or nine months, they were all talking to each other. I left that project within a year. And they were chatty Cathy's at the end. Mm. What happened, and the big lesson to me was, when you're full of sorrows, particularly when you haven't recognized them, they just hang on you like, like you're a Christmas tree with garbage on it instead of twinkle lights. You can't see it, but it's there weighting you down. And they were so heavy, and they're in a nursing home. They were um, just full of this negative energy. They couldn't even help a man who fell right in front of them. And once they, through music, were able to release all this negativity, then they were able to regain control of their emotions and start living normally. So it just shows you the absolute power of catharsis that can be done in music. And with the nano voice and this David Oates, he's showing all this dissonance that's reflected in our voice when we're not in full truth. And it's very hard to come into full truth when you don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. So um, a great powerful tool is the flower symphonies because it can start taking out your negative baggage and you don't have to identify it or know what it is. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is with the music. It takes you into sorrow, takes you into these negative things. It vibrates it and it shakes it loose. Mm. It's in a way akin to um, yoga when you get in those funny positions and you have that negative energy and crazy little locations in your body, but the odd position enables you to release. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So very powerful for our enlightenment and health. Wow. That story of your study is amazing and it brings to mind the movie with Robin Williams Awakenings have you seen it no i haven't tell, tell us about it it's a true story based on a true story we just watched it and watched it again i had first seen it in the 90s when it came out it's a true story about a doctor who goes to work in a facility much <laughs> like you were in and the people were in a catatonic state and they were frozen and just like what you were sharing he didn't use music he used he threw a ball over the head of one person and the person reached up and grabbed the ball and then just started working and they came awake 
um, actually it was about a drug. They were experimenting with a drug. But this is music, a raw, natural sound brought people back into an awareness, an awakening of their own. And there's always levels of awake, awakening. It's not like you open a door and you're in or out. It's more like a spiral staircase that goes up um, eternally. Mm-hmm. Now, so no matter where we are in our awakened mess, there's still more flights up. Mm-hmm. And so these kind of tools, this reverse speech, this nano voice, the healing flower symphonies, are tools to start to pay attention to, are we in our fullest truth? Um, uh, putting the icing on the cake for our awakening for some. And you can also hear it in your voice. Masters can hear it. If you're with someone a lot, and, and, and maybe ask them in a little game to lie to you every now and then. And you can actually pick it out in their voice. For example, mm. if someone is purposely lying to you, I find they'll kind of swallow the voice. It's like they want to say it and then sneak back in so they don't get caught. It's like this. You hold your breath. I'm holding my breath in my mouth. So I'm speaking, but I'm kind of like um, quick in and out with my voice. Can you hear it? Mm. Mm-hmm. It's like people put it out there, but they don't want to get caught. So you guardedly stick it out. The only exception I found is that when people are acting and pretending to be another person, then it's almost like their energy switches, and then the, the, the lie can come out in their normal speaking voice. But short of that, almost always you can tell. Like if you think about voices will spin. Just use your imagination to do this. Think about a voice. I'm going to use a voice right now, and, and see if you can imagine it spinning. I would like you, oh, can't you do this for me? Oh, come on, please. Can you hear it kind of spinning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wine spins. You know, it kind of goes <laughs> off to the left. You can hear it. Yeah. And when you're in your truth, your voice, like, radiates around you like you're um, chewing bubblegum and the bubble's getting bigger. It's, it's not hiding. It's not dodging. It's not punching. It's not showing off. It's just, it just is what it is. And then you start regaining your power. Mm-hmm. And here's another way to change your voices. And I'm going to give um, two ancient secrets. This is the first one. The first one is to use emotions like a toolbox. And we tend to just kind of, you know, something happens and then we respond with emotions. We don't think, well, I think I'll add a little, you know, um, compassion here or a little this, but ancient masters did. And the way they did it was by altering their voice energy. Um, I'm going to take a side step, and I'm going to come right back. And the side step is that each chakra has a different emotion. If you want to appear strong, then you're going to speak from your root chakra. I am pulling energy from my root chakra, and this is not a good time to push me, for I am strong. You can hear that in my voice, can you? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Now I'm going to take my voice and I'm going to go to my um, sacral chakra. And this is a very emotional voice. It's kind of inviting. And this is one where I really want to find out about you. And I'm inviting you to come into my space and find out about me. It's very sensual. Again, mm-hmm. can you hear it? Yes. Mm-hmm. See, so I can make a message with, my, with a date without using any words that might embarrass me. Mm. All I need to do is pull energy from my second chakra and see what their response is. <laughs> okay. All righty. Now I'm going to use my um, solar plexus. And this, another thing that's helpful in these voices is the way I'm doing this. I'm simply thinking in my mind, imagining everybody can do this. I'm imagining where the solar plexus is, and I'm imagining the collar of the solar plexus. So here we go, yellow, right above my belly button, and I feel really good about myself. I am so confident. This is actually a good voice to do sales because I believe mm. I have confidence in what am I talking about. I have confidence in in me, and people around me are not annoyed by this, but it, it helps them. So if someone has a lack of confidence and I am speaking out of this chakra, I am like a fountain of confidence, and they pick it up. Mm. I might think they like me. That might be my perception and duality. In truth, they are responding to the energy that I am emitting from my solar plexus chakra in mm. my voice. Can yes. Oh, that's powerful. That's all the public speakers out there. Yes. That. Mm-hmm. And think about the person who's insecure. It's like, you see, we, we're not um, separate. My energy spills to you, and your energy spills to me. Mm-hmm. So if we're close by, even talking on the phone, we're exchanging energy and fields. So if you are depressed because you have no self-conscious, I start to speak, drawing that energy. I'm healing you. So if that's the case, and someone in front of you is lacking that confidence... You would just speak like that from your solar plexus, and that would bring their resonance up. Yep. Mmm. Okay, well, motivational speakers, there we go. And the same with the others. I mean, think about someone um, who's been abused at home. They're Mm. not going to be grounded. They're not going to have that strong voice. Mm -hmm. Would an abuser ever pick upon someone with this voice? Right. No way. Mm-hmm. And you can, and I, I have had um, many jobs and charities, and I have worked with, with abused women. And you can have a talk when you're centering on the content of what your words mean and try to use logic to tell them to protect themselves, and you don't get it. Um, frequently, you don't, they don't get it. They go back, and they get beat up again. But if, they, if you could change their voice, then you change who they are, and they think they're separate from this other person. But when they change their fields, they change the fields of their abuser. Mm-hmm. An abuser is like antennas go up, and it's like, you know, a hungry lion with raw meat. Mm. Oh, how you doing? I mean, that's an invitation 
to an abuser. Mm-hmm. And if they, if they, you know, because I, because I know how hard it is to try to get them to protect themselves. You, it's very safe to work on your voice, and you can still use all of the logical arguments. But at least if you can speak in a strong voice and coach them to speak in a strong voice, things are going to start moving and shaking. A miracle could happen easily in their voice. Mm. It could, the voice change could repel the abuser. Mm-hmm. So many different areas we can use this. We're going to continue to go up through those chakras so we can experience the voice from you each bet. chakra. But, you know, this is the the way that leaders, the new leaders in this new earth that we are creating and, and, and moving into, using our voice like this to negotiate and deal with uh, politicians or conflict or maybe not or as resolution and solutions so wonderful we'll let you continue here yes um another thought sherry edwards usually in her radio shows will use her software the nano voice and um analyze um people running for elections voice Ooh. interesting on the radio shows ah. so you can't hide um, the vibratory energy because your voice is all that you are. And again, if we just start paying more attention to the voice, simply by paying attention, we're going to begin to pick up more information. Example, somebody walks in the room and they're angry at you. They don't have to say a word for you to know. Mm. It's like the energy of their emotions is already starting. And then if they say something like, hello, I mean, versus hello. I mean, hello is never the message. But your voice combines your intent and your energy. Mm-hmm. It's an automatic process, automatic thing. Okay, we are going to go on the other chakras. Here we go. This is the heart chakra. When I'm speaking from my heart, I really, really care about you. It's not insincere. I feel like I'm part of you. I can feel that I'm in your fields. I'm not necessarily feeling sorry for you, but I'm with you. I care about you. I support you. When someone feels unloved, simply a kind hello. Even the voice you could use if you were a cashier to someone would enlighten and, and give them strength to go on. It's a loving feeling coming right from the heart. Hello, Lauren. <laughs> How are you? Oh, hello, Jill. I am fabulous. Yes, we can tell. We can tell when we're yeah. in the heart. Mm-hmm. And see, my field, my voice changes you. Mm-hmm. Period. Yes. Period. Absolutely, period. So that's kind of cool. Yes, it makes me think of so many things we could do within our families. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. And then um, the next one would be your third chakra. And if you listen to, like, Anthony Robbins, this is his voice. You almost need to be far away. I'm taking the speaker, and I'm making it very far because I'm yelling. Think of my voice being like a water pistol. <laughs> and I'm 
shooting that water pistol <laughs> high in the air, and I'm reaching the entire room. I'm speaking to 100 people, and I'm talking to each and every one. Can you hear that? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what a difference it makes when you use that voice when you're public speaking versus, um, hi, I came to talk about my subject, and my subject is, I mean, like, wow, what a difference. It's like a commanding, no, you said it was like a yelling to a crowd, but speaking to each individual person. It's like my voice is a water pistol. Now, when you're lying, it's the exact opposite. It's like mm. no, hardly any energy is coming out of your mouth. The energy within your voice, when most people lie, stays within their voice. The words come out, but they're not shouting it at the mountaintop, saying, hey, pay attention to this. I'm lying and want to get caught. You know, it's much more sneaky when they're purposely lying. Mm. So it's like, it's like, and my voice is a water pistol, and I am speaking to the farthest part in the room. And it's like my voice just sprays through a, a great distance, mm. simply by the mental um, imagination, just the imagination that I am hitting that back room, that I am, like, energetically covering it all. Mm. <clears throat> there are some channels that come to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're they're speaking to a larger group, and and they are. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. So cool. Yeah, so cool. Okay, and then um, um, you see the the third eye. The Dalai Lama's got a perfect voice like this. Um, the Dalai Lama's. He has a very intuitive kind of voice, and here we go. Larn, I'm talking, and I'm kind of thinking about your energy fields right now, and I'm seeing purple, um, a lot of purple, but I'm seeing a little bit of green and turquoise. I'm looking at your aura right now. And um, I see those beautiful colors. It's um, a lot of purple, but yet a little... um, a little um, watery colors, kind of a very soft and even going um, energy complement with the the light purple. It's almost like a, a, a lilac kind of a purple. I don't know if you can hear my voice. It's a little dreamy. It's um, certainly not grounded. It's coming right out of my third eye. Mm-hmm. Can, can you hear that? Yes, interesting. Visionary. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of writers would use this, wouldn't they? Yes. Yes. And if you're doing intuitive work, you mm-hmm. can actually tie into your intuitive energies by focusing on your third eye. And I'm not trained. I'm not doing any miracles. I'm using my imagination, and I'm simply thinking of my third eye. And then I'm speaking. That's it. Mm-hmm. All special skills here. And I'm mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and I did see your aura, and those were the colors I saw. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense right now today. Interesting. And um, I believe that I got into that field of your aura 
through my voice. Mm-hmm. That does explain how through the sound of our voice, there are some folks who do a muscle testing just by remotely, by listening to your voice, asking you questions, and they can see if your meridians are moving forward or in reverse. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And so, again, it's in this voice. All right. So then the crown yeah. chakra, my goodness. Yeah, well, the crown chakra, okay, here we go. Oh, beloved dust, I am here today to share the ancient wisdom that will uplift humanity. The voice is such a powerful tool, not, um, not just in that it is a strong emotional content, simply by being in the exact range of your body, mind, soul for a large quantity of energy that can transfer to you. But also, the, um, the content of the voice um, travels um, from different realms. Through octave resonance, energy transfers through a note, bum, bum, same note, just higher and lower. So in the heavenly realm, they can speak in a very high voice and collect energy of the higher musical of the spheres, so the higher energies and lower it to range it into the top frequencies that are accessible in the human domain. And simply by listening to a voice such as this, the human begins to ingest energies of higher dimensions and higher dimensional energies um, for healing for mind, body, and soul. Yes, that was very interesting. That is more like a channel then, and the, uh, the third eye was more visionary, intuitive, and the crown chakra is multidimensional. I could feel the step down. You called it the heavenly realms, and that's beautiful. The higher realms, um, yeah, we could feel that energy stepping down. And remember how easy this is. I'm thinking at the top of my head. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah, you're just concentrated on each area mm -hmm. as you're speaking. Yeah. All right. So then, let's let's speak for. Let's imagine that we're in front of our local politician or mayor or county okay. commissioners and we want to be from a diplomatic and peaceful way not pushing or resisting because we know when we want change we want to we want to reach these people we want to we want to reach we want to we want our message to be heard what do you recommend to do in this so let's talk about in my area it happens to be fracking we've we've had some progress but do you want to take that as an example? I would think that one of the important things is, is that you want to be serious and solid. Because I'm thinking frack, I'm just talking off the top of my head, okay? I'm thinking fracking, fracking we're, we're talking about big business and money. And if they can, if, if, if you can be bowled over, they're going to bowl you over. Mm. I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, the first thing I would want to do is to be heard and let them know, I'm not angry, I'm not pushy, but I'm solid. 
Mm-hmm. I would go right into the root chakra mm-hmm. and speak with that strength of the earth that this is not something that we intend to allow. And then if you want to make some peace, you know, like if you feel them budging, maybe perhaps pull into your heart. And we want to work with you. We think we can both, you know, maybe modify our plans. Perhaps there's another way to get energy. Or, you know, you're a good person, you're a good caring person, and we're a good caring person. We can work this out. And then if they start to push, you go right back into the root chakra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, sometimes when, how to put this, when you're not, de- when you're dealing with people who's, in this case, I'm, I'm, I'm just, but they're, they're profit-oriented, and they're, um, they're at a different emotional, at least consciousness or state of being when they're speaking with you. Mm-hmm. You're coming from protecting the earth from, from a higher ground. And sometimes when you come from too high of a ground, like if you come in with your chakra, your, your head chakra, it's like your energy is so fine and their energy is so much lower. It's almost like it's almost like it dances between the waves of their energy and you miss them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to be on their level. So I wouldn't go terribly high in my energy. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is you can pay attention to their energy. What do you hear in their voice? Mm-hmm. Do you hear the truth? And mm-hmm. start, you know, mm-hmm. start paying attention to the truth. What does the truth sound like? Once you get used to it, you can almost always tell. Mm-hmm. Um, it does take a little bit of intuition, but... Um, and I think a good way to start is start with a couple people that you know and have them lie to you and just pay attention to what it sounds like. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll lie to you. Hold on. <laughs> my name's Frank, and I'm here, and I'm, I'm selling microphones. They're really high-quality microphones. They have a warranty for, for forever. I mean, it's the best deal you can ever imagine. Ooh. Okay. This is a good lesson on discernment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See how much energy there is in your voice? And again, when um, with Sherry Edwards, you can see that, let's say, when you divide your voice into pitches, um, I am primarily, I have, my personality is such that I generate the frequency of G, musical note G. And I'm, it, the, 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 the pitches within your voice or within a human being, um, think of them organized on a circle, like the musical scale, bum, 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 on a, on a circle. And, and another way of the higher octave of the sound would be light. And think of a color wheel kind of all the possible energy ranges. And so if I have um, a lot of G, which is blue, the complementary color, orange in this case, when I have way too much blue, I don't have enough orange. It's like a seesaw. So if I had an average amount of blue, I would have an average amount of orange. But the actual frequency of blue actually undoes orange, and the frequency of orange undoes blue, hence their complementary colors and they balance each other. 
So another way to modulate your voice is that you, I find I'm almost always low in D, the musical note D, and almost all my friends are a musical note D. So you can even start to, though not always, I have some really good friends that are their neighbor, like I'm an A and maybe they're an A sharp or something like that. They're close. But you can also um, uh, perhaps even work on your pitches to fine-tune and harmonize your relationships. Mm-hmm. Haven't, you ever, haven't you ever had someone whose voice just irritates you? Yes, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And do you want to be friends with them? No. <laughs> so, so, so you're already doing it. You're just not doing it consciously. Right, mm-hmm. So, so the thing would be is that you can start to um, all work with changing your voice, and people will respond to you differently. You can do it with the emotions, and I don't know where we are with time. We could do a whole other method, but... Well, that was really profound. So what we just covered there was each of the chakras, they each have that different emotion. So that is really wonderful to be able to think that we can speak from each of those different chakras and change things in our life. But that was one of the ancient secrets. So I want to bring that back around. And you were saying first that we use emotion to alter our voice energy. So if our children were helping our children I can see as parents, we would tend to be strong from the root chakra. And then I find myself backing it off into the heart chakra as well. Mm, That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I don't know where we have time. I could give another technique, but it would take about 15 minutes. I don't know if we have that. Oh, we do. Please do. This is fascinating. Okay. Um, And I'm, excuse me for a moment. I'm just drawing up a chart on my computer, but... Another ancient way of doing this is to alter your voice and um, in terms of the elements. And you'll find the Hindu masters still do this, and it's, it's really cool. So um, when you think of the elements, let me say this. The Chinese did it, the Egyptians did it, the Hindus did it. They'll talk about different energies in, your, um, in the elements. And I found it very confusing because if I looked at the elements such as earth, air, fire, water, you know, the Hindus might include ether, whereas the Chinese might include wood. And I was often initially kind of confused by the lack of consistency. So let me just say this, that the whole idea of elemental healing as done by ancient masters throughout time was to simply take all of the energy that it is and put a word on it so that we could learn to recognize it and then use it like tools instead of just being oblivious. Mm-hmm. So the fact that one has ether and, you know, they, they give different names, um, it, it's immaterial. We're simply talking about um, something that, some type of energy that feels like something that we know and we can get used to drawing up that energy with the association. Okay. For example, water. Mm-hmm. It's soothing. You know, it's, it's lapping. It's healing. Fire. It's arousing and exciting. I mean, they're pretty, pretty universal. Okay? So here's what the ancient masters would do. Is first of all, they would perfect different voices. 
Here's the earth voice, let me say. Earth is hopeful, encouraging, tempting. And again, it's very strong. It's very rooted, much like the chakra, root chakra. It's a little slow. The speaking voice rhythm is not terribly fast. It is very deep. The sounds of a water voice are very soothing and intoxicating. I could be saying very rude and inconsiderate things, Mm -hmm. and we could be having an argument. (laughs) I could get away with them if I'm using this voice. Uh It's just, it just undoes a person who's angry. Mm. Now, here's one for someone, an air voice. It's calming, it's uplifting, it's detached. So someone who's very stressed, this might be a really good thing. Air. Air is uplifting and calming. It is speaking through my head voice and the energies in the higher part of my body. I'm not particularly into drama in this voice. It's like it's simply not on my level. It is um, not rooted at all. It is easy. It is flexible. Ah. Okay, now here's Mm -hmm. fire. Have you heard the news? We're going to start learning ancient methods, and we're going to start to change our voice. We're going to change other people with our voice. <laughs> it's inspiring. It's harmonizing. It's, it, it can be exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, for someone who's depressed, it's really quite a very nice, nice, um, nice voice. So, like, here's some ways, just off the top of my head, to be flexible. You want to put water sounds in your voice. So if you're talking with someone who just doesn't budge, you you start to put water in your voice. They will become water because you're speaking in their presence. Mm. They can gain flexibility when you're speaking in close proximity. Mm-hmm. Again, if someone needs strength, add an earthy sound. If someone has got a broken heart, and can't let go of the past, use the air voice. Hey, if you need um, to uh, command attention for 100 screaming kids in the lunchroom, I'd put fire in my voice. (laughs) Um, To calm down, again, the earth, the slow rhythm, and the, the, the knowing, the sense of the deep sense of knowing in the earth voice. And compassion, um, water. Put the water sounds, and people feel loved. And, you know, we, we think that um, we think that our words are doing it, but often it's, it's this energy within our words. Mm-hmm. And so we don't need to uh, stress so much on exactly, you know, what we're saying, m- more so how we're saying or what, what we're giving to that person. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, none of that helps. Then, here's another technique uh, with the Chinese elements. They have a chart, and you can find it online. Just, uh, would, I guess, Google Chinese elements. And they have, like, a chart. It is a five-pointed star. 
and on each one of the five pointed, more like a, a star, and then they connect the dots of the star, so it's like a, it's got um, a triangle kind of, or a rectangle with five sides. So in each one of the points of the star, or in this shape, you have fire, earth, metal, wood, water, and wood. And the star shows the energy um, that builds. So in other words, wood builds earth. Uh, no, I'm sorry, wood builds fire, obviously. You put wood, and that's what creates the fire. So if someone has no fire, if someone is depressed, a really good voice is a wood voice because you are building the fire. It's an energy that creates the next one. So you can look on this little chart and you can you can put everybody you know in one of these elemental categories and they'll change with their moods. But once you learn the technique of identifying through the voice where their energy is, you can then start to build what they need by feeding it with the other element. For example, if someone's depressed, a wood vice, a wood voice, plus a fire voice. Both of those voices are going to build up their their strength and their you know their go out and get them kind of feeling. And then if you look at again, you get this download this little chart online, Chinese elements. It'll show you which elements depress another. For example, water will calm down the fire. So if you're having a big hissy fit over there. I'm going to talk to you in that water voice, and things are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Because the sound in my voice calms down the, wa- the fire. Said differently, my energy calms down your anger. It's the antidote for your anger. It's the remedy for your anger. It's the change for you. And this also gets us to a point where we start to look at ourselves as being all that is and totally in charge. We don't look at the person who's angry as hurting us. We can look to ourselves and say, my water voice is the balancing frequency for me at this moment. My water voice and my ability to control my environment with my voice right now is within my power. I am. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are powerful words and a great lesson for all of us to take out and play with this afternoon. And again, it brings to mind instances in my home Well, I guess it was last Christmas, moving a ping-pong table. You know, you can get a little heated (laughs) when you're working Mm -hmm. with someone to carry a large piece of furniture. And Mm -hmm. I just just witnessed how just that little flare-up of a fire voice, yes, totally changed the energy of the room. And Mm -hmm. then by me willing to say, whoa, I didn't mean to do that, changing it, Mm mm-hmm. And it can dispel things. This is powerful. This is so simple, isn't it? But it really is us standing in our power through the sound of our voice. Like you say, Mm -hmm. controlling your environment. Controlling your emotions, really, with your voice. Being very aware 
And so it's a tool to change you. And if you think of sound as being subtle energy, which it is, which means um, you need a lot of little drops of subtle energy to see a, a strong visible difference. That's why when a guru would give its devotee a mantra, they would say, oh, yeah, say it 10,000 times. Ah! But mm -hmm. each time you say it, it's like you take a drop of the desired energy, and eventually you get so much that you're full. Well, sound is subtle energy, perhaps the strongest of the subtle energies, but subtle energy nonetheless. But if you, it, and we're just going to step out of this a moment, look at the Grand Canyon, you see water going over a rock. Well, the water will bend to the rock. Obviously, the water's stronger as long as you're looking down at the water over the rock. But if you're in the Grand Canyon and you look up, you see that over time, that continual subtle energy was far more powerful than that which would we would deem the most strong. So your voice you hear all the time. With your voice, you're creating you. Period. Mm -hmm. if, if you want a different, it's one of the quickest ways to make a personality change. It's so much harder to do it with will. If you just spend five, ten minutes a day working on your voice, your outer world will change. Who do you want to be and what would that sound like? It's that simple. And once you get in the habit, so if you were to practice for a while, oh, ten, fifteen minutes, maybe even for a couple weeks, you could change who you are. I mean, how incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. And we think other people are a problem, but as soon as we change our own energy fields, they change in reaction. So yes. we're in charge. So we're in charge, no longer the victim. Mm -hmm. And we can, when we talk about raising our vibration, we're going to do it through our voice. And we're going to raise the vibration of others through our voice. And this brings to mind the nurturing mother who somehow, when we're children, we know we can go to our mommy and be soothed. And sadly, some may not experience that with their mother. I was fortunate to experience where I just knew no one could cure my sadness besides my mother. So, and that's what she was doing. She was using her soothing calming and angelic voice and so the angelic voice is almost airy is the air voice mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely and, and you know other components in your voice would be the rhythm I know in Puerto Rico they call it I think it's tupa they describe people by the rhythms in their voice I'll give you a couple examples Lauren I've really enjoyed talking with you. So then, hasn't just been fun? Can you hear the difference in the rhythm? Mm-hmm. And you can also, um, you get a mood. You, um, rhythms over, the stronger rhythm overtakes the lesser rhythm. Mm-hmm. So again, again, here's just another tool. If somebody, um, if somebody's got, um, a problem that's kind of like depressing or in an illness for example in the week I can come in on kind of a strong 
active um, voice, and they're going to start to pick up enlivening energy. They absorb it. If somebody's stressed and I come in with the slower voice, the slower rhythm, the slower pitch, the different chakra energies, they're going to pick up my rhythm. They're going to pick up harmonics within my voice. They're going to pick up the pitch. They're going to pick up my emotions. It's like a mini splendid tool, our voice. In so many ways. And, and, you know, you can refine it, and we're talking about it academically. And then another way is to do it is simply to speak from your heart and use emotions as if they're um, a, 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 a um, artist's palette. You know, I want some red in this conversation. Well, here's a little bit of blue I'm adding to it. You, so I can paint with my sound of my voice. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just need to get to observing to where other people are and how I can bless them just by speaking. Like back to the uh, example we used to be a cashier. You speak to everyone. You can bless everyone that comes in. Checkout line. Wow. Isn't that fantastic? Mm Mm-hmm. Changing the energy. So when we are coming up in the holidays here and we've got relatives, maybe we've got those relatives that just totally talk way too much, more than their share. No one can get a word in edgewise. What would you do there? (laughs) I would use um, like a wood. Mm. Just get in some nice, slow, calming. I'd use a fairly loud voice because I want to overcome that. It's almost like they have a BB gun going, <laughs> you know, you want to slow that down. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I was just thinking again off the top of my head, you know, I have a Cosmic Streams chakra CD in which um, I spent 25 years studying sound over the world, and everybody had a different way of um, changing their chakras. And in this CD, I have um, the sounds of the chakras, the pitches, the rhythms, the harmonics, and I tune your organs, and I throw in all the elemental energies. But you could even use that meditation CD and um, really strengthen your chakra energies. And it also uses your voice. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just thinking, of, again, from that CD, one of the things I do, is, again, ancient teaching, is that when you're speaking, of course, we don't analyze anything, but the ancient people did. So you can speak to where your sound primarily goes out of your mouth, hits the back of your teeth, goes down your throat. Here's one where I'm hitting the back of my teeth. Now it's going out of my mouth. Here's one where I'm swallowing my sound down the back of my teeth. So, again, thinking of your voice as a water pistol, you ancient people would target different areas in their mouth to create um, channels of energy. So if I want to open my um, pineal gland and um, increase my psychic abilities, 
when I speak, I'm going to allow the sound to gently vibrate the top of the roof of my mouth. And just allowing the sound to come by focusing on the top of my mouth with my sound right now, I am vibrating my pineal gland, activating it, becoming more psychic as we speak. Just powerful stuff you can do. Another technique from antiquity using sound for psychic abilities is to take your tongue and fold it backwards. So I'm going to put my tongue right now, and I'm going to sound kind of funky, but I'm going to put my tongue backwards, and it's on the roof of my mouth, right underneath my pineal gland. And that's like tenfold opening my pineal gland, becoming more psychic and intuitive. Very powerful. Yeah, like um, cymatics comes to mind with the vibration of what we're doing when we're toning like that and then that vibration on the tip of the tongue is going upward interesting yeah mm -hmm. yeah and, and all that i just got from thinking of my chakra cd when you were talking about you know the holidays coming up i'm just saying hey there's a great tool to modify your voice all those relatives <laughs> yeah with all those relatives i mean it can get to be a stressful time but these are some wonderful techniques that you gave us today. I want to make sure that we have time to talk about your special offer because this is your work that you have done and you've created some wonderful pieces. And these are healing pieces in and of each one of these programs. So let's talk about your latest CD that you've developed. Sure. Okay. Hot off the pass is contacting angels and masters with your voice. It's an educational C CD, and I channel angels and masters um, a bit like a radio dial. You ask for whoever you want, and um, they'll come. So what I learned from channeling was several things. One is that their energy records. I found that out by a mistake. I was channeling, and by mistake, I had on my recording equipment, and like every time I channel Jesus, for example, I know exactly what he feels like because I can feel him before he comes in me and starts to speak. And I was able to gain confidence in my own channeling abilities by hearing other people channel Jesus and recognizing the energy in them. You know, it's like, it's like if you were to imagine right now your mother sitting next to you. We all know what our mother feels like. Same thing. And so on silent tracks in my CTs, I discovered that energy is energy, and as much as your voice can record, so can your energy. And so, um, when, so, so I have the energy of all the angels and the masters in this CT, but it's more than that. In antiquity, they would... Um, Talk about people being enlightened, uh, if you will, going to the School of Light. And you study red, orange, green. You study all the different frequencies set differently. You learn to master all of your emotions set differently. You learn to master all of your thoughts set differently. You learn to master your body, because all these energies are interrelated. And so when you ascend, it's like you've mastered the rainbow, and you've got your degree in white light. 
but then um, higher dimensional beings go on and like get a master's or a doctorate. So Saint Germain will have his um, master's in violet, whereas Jesus has his master's in yellow, and Buddha green, Kuan Yin pink. And think of the archangels. You have Archangel Michael who's blue, Raphael who's green, and so. What I do in the CT is I correlate illnesses that you might have that you are working on to get rid of or health issues, and I put a color to them in a musical note. And then I'll do the exact same thing with your personality. If you have these issues, these strengths, these weaknesses, you can kind of fit yourself into a color ray. And that's how the ancients describe everything. They describe it according to the rays. They're, they're dividing all the energies into the colors on a color wheel and associating things with it. So um, so then you can, you know, like in Ghostbusters, who do you want to call? You can look at your issues and see which master angel lines up perfect. And I also go into the CD about figuring out your fundamental frequency and um, working with beings in an energetic, um, whole new way of thinking. In that CD, there's a rainbow garden. I have the mass, I have the music of the rays, music pitched in each one of the colors, with the channeled energies of all the beings of that colors. So there's natural vibratory link. And then I go into the ancient mystery schools and what are the gifts of each ray. So you can go through and meditate and, and soak up the angelic and master content, starting to download them, starting to digest them, starting to add to your fields, much as we were saying earlier that I could speak in a confident voice and that energy would be subtly and slowly picked up by someone who was insecure or anybody in my field for that matter. The same it is with angelic and masters. So I have a garden um, to connect, download, um, and to be with them. And then there's another meditation in which we take you to meet your guides. It's very powerful. It's a fun way to think of angels and masters. Wonderful. Really good. And so all of the programs that you've done, they are listed on your special offer page. They're each beautiful. The flower, the the box, the healing flower remedies. Those are beautiful. They have um, the frequencies of the Bach flower remedies. It is akin to taking the flower remedies. When you take a flower remedy, a vitamin pill, eat food, you're ingesting frequency. That's what you're doing in sound. And you can get the frequency of anything. So the flower remedies are um, a two-CD set, covers the, the soul flowers, the frequencies that people will incarnate to master. And it, it has the frequency of the virtue or the um, mastery of an emotion. And then it has cathartic releases. And I'm glad we already told the story about the nursing home where I, um, where I firsthand got to see that most people, including myself, need to cathartic release, need to release um, particularly things you don't even know that are there, perhaps from other lives or things that you've long buried, and start to release that stuff because to heal it, you have to feel it, and you heal it, you feel it on the way out, and even if you constantly bring in light and beauty, if you don't do your work and get rid of your crap, you still have it. 
as my guides would affectionately say, oh, you're light coating your crap. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yes, you have to get it out. And, wow, how beautiful to do music. Because you don't have to think of the person or the situation that was so painful. But mm. you will feel it on the way out. So when you're doing cathartic release, um, like if you're releasing panic, you'll feel panic on the way out. To heal it is to feel it. As it leaves your fields, it passes through your emotional body. It can be a fraction of the second. Mm. I actually like it because then I know it's working. So say goodbye and give it love as it goes on its mm. journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful way to to lighten up, and you can sleep with them. That's a great thing. You can um, listen to them in the car or drive by healings. Just have them playing when people are in around. But then if they don't like the music for a moment, the music's doing its work. You need to, um, if they're releasing, you need to um, help them not redirect the release as anger towards another person or the music. That makes any sense. Okay. When we naturally release, we have a tendency to blame. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rather than say thank you. Yes, important. Releasing. Yes, be very aware in the process. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, so that's the Healing Flower Symphonies 1 and 2, and you also offer Paint Your Soul Etheric and Angelic Music. Mm, yes. In Paint Your Soul... I'm using the ancient technique um, of tuning to heaven and earth. Actually, paint your soul and stardust, a little bit are um, a pair. One of the methods to tune to earth thousands of years ago was to simply look at nature, and nature repeats patterns over and over again. She's not as creative as you might imagine if you put geometry underneath her many varied and wonderful forms. For example, the spiral that you see in a galaxy and a seashell is everywhere. You've got to have it 10,000 times in your body. And so that form, one of her favorite energetic forms, can be reduced to geometry, to numbers. Ancient man applied those numbers of cycles per second. Prior to 300 years ago, all music was a spiral if you were to reduce it to cycles per second, numbers, and geometry. We don't even hear it anymore. When we stopped tuning to the shapes found in nature about 300 years ago at the Renaissance, that's when the Industrial Revolution began and we began to plunder the earth because we had lost our connect. Um, so I've got the spirals in there as well as the solfeggio scale which you find in use in ancient China, Egypt, and the Middle Ages, and with the Hebrews. And it was a scale, it's kind of hard to explain. Each, each tone um, had um, spiritual gifts. For example, one um, is the same as the frequency they used to repair DNA, and the ancient man called that a miracle frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Hebrew Bible encoded, there are six of these 18 frequencies, um, perhaps the six that they were using at that point in time in evolution. Um, but each each one has a special gift, and I would say this. If you had an Etch-A-Sketch, if you're old enough to know what that is, it's, it's this toy, and you draw on it. It's got two knobs. The one on the right does curves. The one on the left does a straight line. 
and it's got a little screen. And you would draw with the tulip curved versus straight line. So if the Fibonacci was the button that curved, then the solfeggio would be the straight line. If you can use that analogy, they're different types of energy, but they're both um, components of all that is. And they're both in the Paint Your Soul CD. When I channel, I've been told that the Paint Your Soul CD releases energy from the chakra three feet above your head. And the stardust is somewhat a comparison. Uh, compan excuse me. The ancient man would tune to heaven and earth. And when they tuned to heaven, they tuned correctly to the frequencies that a planet makes in its orbit. Although we don't hear them because they're octaves below our hearing range. They're recordable, and they're also, you can figure them out through physics, a ball in motion. Um, you can use physics to come up with this frequency. So the idea of ancient man, I think this is so clever, of tuning to the stars, literally, is that, one, you're tuning to heaven, a la la. Two, there's beings in these planets, like Gaia is in Earth, very evolved beings, and perhaps other gods that visited them from the stars might be associated with the planet's frequency. So you're tuning gods. And then the third is that astrology in its inception, in its roots, was music. It wasn't just understanding what's going to be coming down the pike. It was undoing the challenges with sound. That's how it started. And so as the planets move in space, they create waves below our hearing range. They come in. You can buy them for $9.99 off of, I think, Motorola. And NASA has them. There are sounds coming in from space below our hearing range and in our hearing range, for that matter, just too low of a volume. And these sounds influence us. So the idea, I think this is so clever, was if you tune to all of the stars and with harmony, you know, in, in peace and this beautiful angelic music on this, then when a challenging astrological energy comes in, it's kind of like water off a duck's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like um, when you're giving birth, they have you concentrate on your breathing and on a rhythm. So you, you pull the focus away. You try to relax in the breathing and the rhythm to lessen the pain. Same kind of a thing. Tune to the stars and Mercury retrogrades, not so bad. Mm-hmm. It's the ancient idea. And when I channel, they say that the stardust brings in light from a chakra five feet above your head. So they, they're very soft and they lift you up. Great thing to sleep to. Um, beautiful music. Very cool. Really beautiful. Thank you for that. One CD that you've got is called Deep Wave Beauty because this helps us in our energetic field and it's seen in our skin. Yes. Well, the big view for Deep Wave Beauty was I think most people are insecure. And feeling beauty to me is it's a feeling. Like if you, if I love Disney movies, so you go to Disney um, and you look at Quasimodo and the hunched back of Notre Dame, and he's so beautiful. But he's only beautiful at the end of the 
um, movie, when you hear his beautiful voice and you see his beautiful actions, all of a sudden it's hard to perceive his crippled form as anything other than beautiful. So part of appearance is how you feel. It's the same thing. If, if you feel beautiful, regardless of whether you look good or not, you make other people feel beauty. And people tend, when they have a feeling in their fields, to blame or attribute it to something. So simply by feeling beautiful, you give the impression of being beautiful, regardless of your appearance. So it's beautiful music. Mm-hmm. And I channel my music, so I'm, I'm sure it's, it's helpful in that regard. Then, um, I put in frequencies associated with collagen and vitamins, because to have a nice, fluffy collagen, you you need to absorb your vitamins, not enough to take a pill, and you, of course, absorb sound. Mm -hmm. So, we're working on the collagen, and then I put in the muscles of your face and neck. Here's my idea. A small muscle... A long muscle would be low like a cello. So, as we age, our muscles sag and they get lower in pitch. So one of the problems with aging is that we get flat musically. So by listening to the frequencies associated with young, youthful muscles, your muscles are going to absorb them, and they almost need to shrink to hold the higher pitch, my thought. Uh-huh. And why not listen to stuff that's like a spa and is uplifting? Yeah. Why not? It's yeah. subtle energy, so you're not going to look different after one listen. But remember the example of the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Why not listen to stuff that blesses us? Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, and makes us feel good, and then it's got all those frequencies in it. It's so inexpensive, and it's so accessible, and you can heal a whole room and use it over and over again. Mm Mm-hmm, you can heal a whole room. It's just the energy of your home. You could play this in your car when you carpool teenagers, or, you know, in your home, just as a, a nice feel that you set up. And as you did to people who... It helped awaken them from a almost a catatonic state. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then another item that you have is cosmic streams. Mm-hmm. Again, this one is cosmic streams is the most powerful chakra CD that I am aware of, and I think I got them all. At least a huge collection. Mm-hmm. I went through every mystery school. Um, pretty much all the big ones on the earth, and they all tune chakras differently. Mm-hmm. I simply combined them. So we it's a guided meditation, and while we're, let's say, you know, imagining red at the root chakra, I'm playing red. It's a frequency. The, the Tibetan bowls for that chakra are playing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's associated with a crystal, which has a frequency. It's associated with an element, which is playing. You know, it's associated with a rhythm, which is playing. It's associated with a loud sound, which is playing. It's associated with a, um, a harmonic, which is playing via a particular type of instrument. So it is this guided meditation that takes, like, you know, the best of global antiquity and just puts it all in one CD with all these little sounds in the background. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. 
Very cool. Thank you so much for putting these wonderful CDs and programs together. They're delivered as an MP3 on our special offer here. And you've also got some, we've done two online healing retreats, so you can check those out. Those are fascinating courses that take you into more processes and meditations to use the sound of your voice to connect to the higher realms and also to perform miracles. And then you've got a couple of ebooks that you're including in here. Any comment on those? Okay. Ancient Sounds Modern Healing has many vibratory techniques, um, purpose-driven techniques. For example, how would you use sound to go to sleep, to change your consciousness, to go to theta brainwaves and have your body rebuild, to have more energy, to change your emotions, your astrology, to change your relationships? Um, how do you sound to counter learning disabilities? How do you sound for this? How do you sound for that? <coughs> um, I love bowls and tuning forks, and I use them and teach them. Not to take away from them, they're just, but they're one of the many, many, many tools. And this book is awakening you to sound all around you for everything. It's energy. It's energy, and we can start to use it and become much more powerful and benevolence. And so that's ancient sounds. And then secret sounds, ultimate healing, starts off with the work of Sherry Edwards and bioacoustics. Sherry Edwards had was born with an extraordinary hearing. So she could hear, like if you have a disease, she can hear it, perhaps a neurotransmitter, some little small volume that you can't. And then she was um, had some accidents, and um, her ear, her hearing was morphed. So her hearing mm. is more like what a dolphin hears. It's got a far greater range than wow. humans. And because of this, she she's aware of what every problem sounds like, um, and she's also been able to mess with sounds and come up with the antidote. So she's come up with software and science so that when she passes. The world can do what she does without her hearing, and it's called bioacoustics. It's um, um, using sound to pull out everything in your body, your, your cycle of digestion, every chemical, everything, and see what's out of tune. And then you can, um, she has a little system where you can program in what you need, ingest it, and balance and harmonize your body and allow it to heal. It's fabulous, and that's the first part of the book. The second part of the book can be skipped if you don't like science. Me, I love this stuff. So I go into um, which parts, you know, of sound healing, how it's verified, and, um, you know, it's um, proof and different. It's, it's, it's more like many steps in the proof of most of them, not all, but most. Then I go into sound um, with music, sound with color healing, sound with the environment, sound with shapes, sounds with sizes of rooms, sounds with astrology, just sounds, how you use sounds in all these different ways. The last part is using all this, and it centers on your voice. It has a little bit of what we did today with the um, elemental you know, energies in your voice, but there are other techniques as well. To use your voice for very 
very powerful healing. A groundbreaking book, bringing back ancient traditions. Yes, beautiful, wonderful. This information is now coming to the forefront, and how fun for you to be able to work in this arena, play in this arena, create in this arena, and then your testimony to these ancient secrets. Beautiful, wonderful work. Thank you. Oh, so thank you so much for being here on Healing Conversations. Let the music play you. Let the music play you. Let it, let it, let it be. Jill Matson, thank you so much for your incredible work and making our world beautiful with sound. Thank you. And now we leave you with a very special treat, a song by Jill Matson on the Angel Masters CD. Enjoy. Welcome to the Garden of Angels and Masters that is in the next track. Each time you meditate here, you become closer with angels and masters. Come here to soak in their energy, presence, pitch, and color ray. The music played in the background emulates the energy of the color ray that is being discussed. You can sense the subtle and silent energy of channeled angels and masters in this meditation. When we talk about the beings in each ray, their energy will be silently and softly present subtly linking you to them. Special tones will tune your chakras as we meditate in the heavenly garden of the rays. The Schumann resonance is a scientifically measured standing wave found in the Earth's atmosphere. This frequency has been linked with healing. The sounds of the Schumann Resonance are simulated in these meditations. Also in the meditations in this CD are the frequencies representing the master numbers. Master numbers are comprised of a single digit three times in a row, such as 111, these numbers represent highly charged energy that when integrated and balanced within one's energy fields creates special energetic gifts. The frequencies associated with all master numbers are sounded softly in the background. In this meditation you will be exposed to the energy of Ascended Masters and Angels. Become one with the energy found in this meditation. Bathe in a garden of angelic and Ascended Master energy. 
you will be surrounded by the energy of the rainbow in unconditional love. Thank you too for listening and sharing in this space today. We leave you now with music from the universe, literally sacred geometry of music, as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music, available at AcousticHealth.com.